Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to another fine, fun episode of Wrestling 101 with Jackson. He is your host, and I am the co-host, his Faja, Stephen Booth. How's everybody doing? Good. Well, I hope uh, they've been liking the interviews we've been giving them, Jackson. That's pretty cool doing the interviews, isn't it? Yeah, but this weekend is APW, dude. Yes, APW is back in town. Advanced Pro Wrestling. Go check it out, guys. That's the guys we interview when they come to town. We are uh, interviewing these wrestlers before the show and after, so we get to go backstage and see. And after the, after when, and before and after the show, they let you actually wrestle in the ring. Well, Jackson gets to stick around there and wrestle after he does interviews. But if we get there early enough, I can wrestle. Yeah. So I hope everybody's been liking that. I appreciate the downloads and the listens and all the new listeners. Tell all your friends about it. It's just a little father-son podcast that we're just trying to get more listeners, more people uh, watching and talking about wrestling. Mm-hmm. All right. We're going to go back over the uh, the territories. We're going to do one, two, three, four, about four. We're going to do four uh, stories today, four uh, territories. <clears throat> well, if everybody's ready, let's get to it. Okay, our first territory is Eastern Championship Wrestling. It was uh, in Philadelphia and Pennsylvania. You might also know this as uh, Extreme Championship Wrestling. But it didn't even start out Eastern Championship Wrestling. That was the second name. Bet you didn't know that. I didn't either till I read it. I knew it was Eastern. But... I didn't know this other stuff till I started sinking in on it. All right. Eastern Championship Wrestling. Yeah, covered Philadelphia and Pennsylvania. What became known as Extreme Championship Wrestling, the ECW, it was founded as a Tri-State Wrestling Alliance, TSWA, by Joel Goodhart in 1989. I was 13 years old. He said it. He's he sold it to a pencil, a Philadelphia promoter, Todd Gordon, in 1992, who renamed it Eastern Championship Wrestling. Stars of the East, uh, stars of ECW were Eddie Gilbert, Sean Douglas, Two Code Scorpio, Jimmy Snuka, Don Morocco, the oh Tito Santana. The Sandman, Sabu, and Terry Funk. That's just a couple of names off the top. There was a lot of good talent that came out of there. Since ECW was part of the National Wrestling Alliance, the NWA, Jim Crockett asked Gordon to hold a tournament to crown a, a new NWA World Heavyweight Champion. Uh, they did this in August of 1994 in what became one of the most memorable moments in wrestling history. Yes. And another thing I'm going to do, too, 
is uh, we'll go back, Mean Jack. I'm going to go back, and Mean Jackson's going to do some watch-alongs on some, sorry, on some of these territories and uh, watch some matches and stuff with y'all. If Jackson ain't talking much, he's over there eating a popsicle. He's all... Okay, Shane Douglas won the tournament and was handed the title. He threw it down and a in a very rare shoot promo said that he did not want to be be a champion of an association that died 5 years ago referring to the NW uh referring to the uh NWA the E and Eastern Championship eventually changed from Eastern to Extreme the promotion went national and uh, oh, it uh, revolutionized the business with their hardcore style before shutting down in 2001. Now, if anybody ever remembers ECW, them guys had some crazy matches. Me and Jackson watched them matches sometimes, and Jesus, like Terry Funk, some of them uh, matches he had. He would like grab some chairs, go like a barbell, and wrap it around someone's head and make them bust open. Yeah, and have fire and stuff. And, and Sandman, he always had sand in his pocket and always throw it in people's eyes. No, we don't pay sand and throw it in his eyes. They call him the Sandman. He's the guy that came out to drink beer. Oh, yeah, like. Um, <clears throat> and he'd have like, a cigarette. And he'd always hit the beer can on his head. Yeah. So, yeah. But yeah, that was a good little. Uh, I really enjoyed ECW. I was kind of bummed when they uh, shut, down. shut down, but that's just the way it goes sometimes. Yep. All right, let's get on with another one. All right. The second one will be All Star Wrestling. Uh, All Star Wrestling, ASW. It covered Vancouver, Canada, Northwestern, and Northwestern Washington. <coughs> All-Star Wrestling, ASW, was founded in 1960 by Rod Fedden as a uh, succession to his big-time wrestling promotion in Vancouver. So he uh, started this other company because he had BTW, Big Time Wrestling. In Vancouver. Then in 1962, they aired the TV deal when, oh, okay. In 1962, they earned a TV deal with the future NWA heavyweight championship and Canada's most popular wrestler, Gene Konitsky. He became a regular on the roster. ASW was a long time a faded of the uh, NWA going back to the uh, BTW days. So they had a long friendship for a while. <laughs> you know, there's some good wrestlers that came from Canada. That's where Bret Hart came from, all the Hart family. Hitman Hart. Yep. That's where Lance Storm came from. Man? No. Oh. He came from America and New York. Okay, then in nineteen in nineteen sixty six, when Kanitsky became the NBA, NWA World Champion, Max, stop it. 
ASW began a major force in the Pacific Northwest wrestling scene on the Northwest on Northwest wrestling scene. He, along with Sandor Kavax, bought out Rod Finnan of a, a of ASW in nineteen sixty eight. They joined for, joined forces with Pacific Northwest Wrestling (PNW) promoter Don Owen to promote it to promote in the uh, area. They formed the uh, Northwest Wrestling Promotion (NWP) as a parent company for both promotions. Big stars of ASW uh, were born there. Rowdy Piper, he was big there before he got Rowdy big Rowdy there be- before he went to California and made it really big. Uh, Rowdy Piper, where was I? Oh, Dean Marco Hawk, he's from the Road Warriors. Uh, Stan, Stan Stat. Anyways. Uh, Rick Martell and Kanitsky uh, all came from there. Stretch, more. In 1977, Kovac sold the sold his share of the promotion to Canadian wrestler Al Tumko. Tumko. Al Tomko. Al Tomko. Oh my Where did I put the other one? Me neither. Oh. Sorry, I'm flipping through my notes here. Then in ni- in the 1980s, the company declined, declined due to the aging Tomko. He pushed himself as the uh, promotion's top star despite his uh, lost ability. In 1983, Kanitsky left the promotion and sold his share to Tomka, to Tomka after which Tomka withdrew from ASW from the NWA and created his own wrestling alliance called Universal Wrestling Alliance, the UWA. This move move did nothing to stop ASW's demise, and Tomko shut the promotion promotion down in 1989. Yep. I never did get get to watch any uh, footage from them. I think I've seen some old Rowdy Rowdy Piper stuff, but that's about it. I haven't got to watch a whole lot of them. Okay. I like it. I like it. Oh, number three. Oh, my bad. All right. Now we're going to go over the New Japan wrestling. See, back in the day... A lot of American stars, even still to this day, people will go over there and make it big for a while and then come back over here to the States. Chris Jericho did it. The Young Bucks went over there, got big. Kenny Omega, AJ Styles went over there before he came to the uh, WWE. Uh, A lot of, I mean, even in the 80s, Ric Flair went there numerous times. A lot of stars went to Japan and wrestled. Huh? What about Adam Cole? Yes, because he was part of the Bullet Club with them guys in Japan back in the day. Okay, we're going to go over New Japan Pro Wrestling in Japan. New Japan Pro Wrestling, NJPW, was created in 1972 by former Japan Pro Wrestling Alliance star and 
Now, if I butcher these names, I'm very, very sorry. Antonio Anaki, for the following 14 years, it was a bit part member of the uh, NWA. The main reason they joined the NWA was to gain control of the NWA's smaller titles, the uh, junior heavyweight and the uh, middleweight class, and the middleweight titles. They left the NWA in 1986, but have had a working agreement with the NWA to this day gaining promotion of smaller titles as well as producing stars such as Maza Kanoko, Hiroshi Hayes, Saina Hazmato, the Great Muta, um, and Tatasuma Fajini, whatever, <laughs> with Kama and Hastemoto. That's a tongueful. NJP is still alive today and is considered the uh, WWE of Japan. Well, yeah, well, that's like I said, that's where a lot of these guys go when they can't find a whole lot of work here. They'll go over there to, to Japan for a while and make it big. It holds off competition from AGPW, which is all Japan pro wrestling. Uh, as well as numerous other Japanese promotions that have been established in recent years. Wow. So they're like one of they're the top wrestling promotion over there in Japan. Check them out though. I watched some of their matches. If you ever want to see a good one to get you started on watching some of them Japan matches, watch a uh, uh, Dynamite Kid. I think it is. Yeah, Dynamite Kid Dynamite. and uh, can't remember who he fought, but he had a good good Stop match. Fighting. Okay, this is our last one of the day. Now, this one's all Japan pro wrestling. Wow. In 1972, legendary Japanese wrestler, the giant Baba, left the uh, Japan Pro Wrestling Alliance and went to the, uh, or the Japan Pro Wrestling Alliance and created his own promotion called All Japan Pro Wrestling. AJPW in Tokyo. Originally, the governing the governing govern governing body was Pacific Wrestling Federation (PWF), which was the established which was established by Baba. But in 1973, they joined the NWA with PWF, and titles became. Uh, be- Titles becoming regional titles. AJPW became the uh, NWA's main Japanese territory as JPWA folded the same year. That's a lot of talk, and I'd be glad when you can start doing this more instead of sitting there playing. You know, this was your idea, so come on, you could participate a little bit and talk. Anyways, that's what we should do. Maybe watch some Japan wrestling. It's just hard to watch because I don't understand what they're saying. Yeah. Giant Baba himself would become the promotion's biggest star in the early years, winning the NWA World Heavyweight Championship three times. Some of the top, some of some of the top. Ah, I can't even talk. Some of the top 
uh, some of the top Japanese wrestlers to come out of uh, AJPW were Jumbo Tostrada, Jumbo Tostrada, Genrichio, and some and some and some other uh, famous uh, Japan wrestlers. Sorry, I'm skipping them, but their names are really hard for me to uh, spit out there. In 1986, AJPW left the NWA and became the begin its battle with the new Japan Pro Wrestling. The battle still rages to this day. So, they yeah, they don't like each other. Them two companies, they're always at each other's throats, man. Well, I'm sorry these don't last that long, but I keep them short to keep everybody's attention. Still here. Instead of taking it long and then they go. Yeah, so, but to what I might start doing is chopping up. I'll do, uh, what I might start doing, I'm going to start doing the territories. And then at the end, we'll still do the territories. And then at the end, we'll put an interview. Uh, with the wrestlers? Yeah, because I can cut that one interview out and put it on our podcast and bam. Do Balak. So. We've already done, I mean, I'll, that's what I'm going to start doing now to give us more material and stuff what to about, mix in. Have, have we done a set on a Naki yet? No. Because he always leaves before we get the interview. Yeah, no. But I'm glad you guys enjoyed the show today. We did. Sorry, it's a really short one. We're going to get them bigger. I just, I know what kids' attention spans are short, and that's really what I'm trying to get here is more kids to like rest and more people in general. So I try not to bore you too much with too much stuff so you're not sitting there going, God. So this guy's taking forever. I know. So we'll chop it up with some interviews on the next uh, shows I do. Now we're still going to do two a month. I'm cutting all my shows back to two a month. We've already done this one two a month, and that's what we're sticking with. But if me and Jackson does any watch-alongs or anything. You'll be involved. Yeah, we'll be involved, and what we'll do is we'll let everybody know a week ahead of time what we're going to watch for it, and we'll do a live show on YouTube or Facebook, probably YouTube, we don't have a Facebook, well no, we don't even got a YouTube channel. Yeah, we don't. No, I'm trying to get it, save up enough episodes and start putting on there, I think I should go ahead and start doing that. Catch our feet. Yeah, because we got a lot of videos saved up, and we're going to go back and start doing videos, too. Yeah, because that's true. we don't stick with this forever, and I guess don't That means you guys forget our, forget our faces. All right. Well, this has been the most recognizable I voice and podcast in the Bay, babies. It's the American dream, babies. Woo, going to get funky like a monkey, babies. You know what I mean. That's how we're going to do it down here. Because I've wined and dined with kings and queens. Slept in dumpsters and ate refried beans, babies. Ooh, yeah. Freak out. Freak out, man. Freak out. Snap into a Slim Jim. Ooh, yeah. I'm a real American. Hogan Mogan. Well... You guys don't go anywhere. What do we got ready for him, Jackson? Interviews. Interviews from APW at the show last night. Who are you doing? Earthquake on Earthquake. this one. We got three uh, interviews. We're going to do this interview with Earthquake 
this one. And then on episode 21, that will be the interview with uh, Soldier. And 22 will be the interview at the end of it with uh, Rebel and Soldier. So, stick around. I hope y'all enjoy this. Uh, but we will catch you at the end of it and tell you bye, all right? We are here at APW. They're back in Mineral Wells this weekend. This is our first interviewer. And what's your name, sir? My name is Misha Irvin. I also go by Earthquake. Cool. Nice. Now, uh, Jason was saying you're uh, one of his trainees. Is that true? Yes, I am one of his trainees, one of his best friends, actually. We've been knowing each other since we were children. Um, I have uh, relatives that used to uh, wrestle as well, so I've learned a lot from them, but I've never really just had one-on-one training because I've played other sports and everything, so that that's the reason why I'm coming into the game so late. That's cool. I've been seeing you. I didn't know mm. if you was part of the ring crew or what. Well, basically, I'm just trying to get my hands on everything I can. Yeah. Uh, I've worked with part of the ring crew. I've worked as uh, sound and lighting and everything like that because I do have a background in that. And so I'm just trying to do anything I can to be an all-around player for APW. Well, that's cool because, I mean, I've noticed uh, <clears throat> the people I have talked to that start like that, they kind of like it better because they get to kind of know everything. Yes, And exactly. really know the business instead yes. of just going in as just a wrestler or just a ref or mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, because, like, that one girl we interviewed that he's training, uh, yeah. I don't her name, but she's a ref right now, and then she's working on getting in the ring. It's kind of cool that they kind of have you all got to just get to get, get to know every little bit of everything. Everybody's mm-hmm. part of the family over here. It's really exactly. cool. Exactly. What got you like to when you were watching it to go, man? I think I can I can do this for a living. Well, I can. Like I said before, I've always played like football and uh, done track and things like that in high school and college and everything. And I, like I said before too, I have family members that's been in the business before. I trained with them before, but not really all the way. Um, I was uh, trained as a manager really, so. Uh, I learned a few things in the ring, but not really just fully to do a match. Yeah. And um, once my football career, w- I knew was a said and done and it was over, um, I kind of thought that I could do it. But then it took Jason talking to me to realize that I could do it, that it's other uh, wrestlers out there that maybe had the similar background like me, like DDP. He was a manager for oh, a while, yeah. and then he That's didn't right. wrestle. In, he was a manager in his 20s and teens, and then he didn't wrestle until he was 35. Yeah, that's true. Mm. I forgot all about him. I just heard his interview with Stone Cold on his podcast today. Yeah. He's cool. I like him. He's I, cool. I really do. So, so when I, you said you were a manager, does that mean you're pretty good mm. at talking? A lot of managers got to work the stick. Um, I mean, as far as I know, I feel like that I'm good. I'm, I'm also – the type of manager I usually, I, like I said, my uh, my relative, his uh, my uncle, his name was Larry Ace Green. He used to uh, work around uh, the Fort Worth, Dallas area, sometimes in the South Texas area, and he was more of a heel. And so I, I learned a lot of heel tactics from being a yeah. manager from him. Um, but I mean, I guess I could talk. I guess I have the gift of the gab when I'm thrown the situation. So is your character, is your person, you a heel, baby face, or? Um, Right now, I just say I'm a tweener. Um, I feel like I'm a heel because I've always, like, as a manager and just the way that I look, I just feel, yeah, I just feel like a heel really fits me. 
Um, yeah. And really, the my move set or like the, the moves that I use, I'm not saying that I'm cheating, but I will take a couple of shortcuts yeah. in the ring to to get the job done. Which oh, yeah. not harder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Always got to have a backup plan if something goes wrong. Yeah. <laughs> you want to so, card tonight? Hmm? You want to card tonight? No, I'm not on the card tonight. Um, I am doing some training today, and I'm hoping that I will be on the card on the 20th. Sweet. Oh, cool. Well, you know, we're here all the time, and we're start trying to make some Cleveland shows, so... I'd say like everybody else, you got some bookings coming up. You want to promote any time, just, just say. This platform is not just for me. It's for you all, too. So. Oh, okay. That's what Yeah. Or if you we want to cut a promo on somebody or it's or come here and talk, I don't care. We get the uh, fortunate opportunity to come back here and set up as fans just interview everybody. So we like to yeah, talk so about that too. Okay. Yeah. That's good. That's what's up. Oh, yeah. Well, because I started a podcast with my son. <laughs> he's like nine, and I was trying just trying to get more people into it, get more kids into it. Mm-hmm. I mean, because it ain't dying, but grassland's yeah. not like as popular as it used to be. Yeah. I mean, like I told him back in the and day, you could talk, a grown man could talk about it at work and not get mm-hmm. made fun of. Or, yeah. You like that fake stuff. Yeah. You know? Exactly. And the way the world is set up, it's set up for wrestling to be popular again like it yes, was. Yes, it is. Just people have to, like, put that energy into it. Exactly. You need mm-hmm. that one person to be like, hey, bud, come check this match out. Because that's mm-hmm. how a lot of people like it or get involved. They're like, I never really liked wrestling until now, but, man, I but think I like that this guy. Yeah. I like this guy. You know, yeah. like, I, like one of my brothers, um, he's older than me. Um, he's the reason why I got into wrestling because uh, when I was a kid, um, Sometimes I used to watch WWF, but not really a lot because I it was in it was the time of the new generation where everybody had like a a like a workers give me like a Trash Man or a Repo Man or something. Oh like that. yeah. So like it was around that time. So some matches I liked, but some of them I didn't because they had all of that in it. Yeah. And he showed me like WCW Booker T, yes. Stevie Ray, Chris Jericho, Dean Malenko. Like he showed me that, and I I didn't even know it was like. That's what I do with my son now, and that's what we we try Mm -hmm. to do. We're going over – we do y'all's interviews too, but we're going over territories too. Yeah. To kind of give the kids an idea because that's what I'm trying to tell them. And that's the thing. Like, once he showed me WCW and then he was telling me, like – it used to be it used it wasn't just two companies it used to be a lot of different companies and he was like show and then that's when he uh, (laughs) showed me that we had an uncle that wrestled and that's how i figured that out and then he was like yeah he used to uh wrestle for um what's the one in dallas with the von eric's oh uh yeah so he used to work with them when he was younger and so he showed me those tapes and after that like that's when i was like in the back of my mind, I always wanted to do it. And like I said, I played college football and stuff, so that kind of was like put, got put on the back burner. But then once that was over, then this, it's always been my number one love. I yeah. bat wrestled before, and went, like I, I moved uh, when I was a young kid to Seattle, Washington for about a year. And I mat wrestled there and fell in love with that as well because I knew like – Around that time when I was uh, in seventh grade was around the time when Kurt Angle was like a rookie. Oh, and so man, like yeah. I figured, okay, if I learn how to mat wrestle, then I could, you know, get in the ring one day too. And so, and it would help me in the ring. Oh yeah. And so um, I learned it 
And then I, once I moved back to Texas and was just only playing football, I would have – but my wrestling coach up there would mail me, like, books, oh, tapes, shoot. DVDs, and stuff to, like, still sharpen my skills just oh, in case yeah. if I wanted to pick it up again or if I wanted to walk on in college or something. If yeah. I, you know, so I always kept that in my back pocket. And now training in, in, in the ring, it, it I, I can tell that it helps me a lot, especially if it was, like, Say a, a wrestler wanted to get mad because his girlfriend looked at my hair and liked my hair or something, yeah. and he wants to do something to me, I can defend myself, and I feel very confident in that. Yeah. Well, that's awesome, man. Mm-hmm. Is it the, – the, do you think it kind of helps having a amateur background when you come in? I believe it does help a lot because um, a lot of the holds and stuff and a lot of, um, a lot of the takedowns and ha- – like – if you were in a uh, if you were in a shoot wrestling match or if you were in a mat wrestling match and somebody was trying to take you down to really to alleviate the blow, you would take a bump. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And you don't realize that until like you mat wrestle and then you step into the ring and then you figure out, oh, it's it's really not that different. Oh shoot, that's pretty awesome. I've always wondered that because I've mm-hmm. always heard people. Some people are like, yeah. Some people are like, no. Mm-hmm. So I was just wanted to see somebody in person, you know, and ask them. Yeah. You know, and it's really cool. You know, it'll be exciting to see you wrestle because you know you say you're a sports athlete. You know, you play football. You get some wrestling. One of the things I like when I see people coming to wrestling from a sports background, they still keep that competitiveness with them. You know, mm-hmm. it's a work, and you know who's going to win, but you still egg, mm-hmm. egg each other on. You know, you want to do better, then they're going to do better because you're doing better, and you're. It makes it feel more competitive and not just uh, working through the motions, you know what I mean? Yeah, and I'm always going to have that competitive fire. And like you said, it's a work. You know who's going to But at the same time, my overall goal is to always get better in the ring. Maybe this week try that and try a move that I've been, like, practicing for a few months now, something like that. So, like, it's always room for improvement in the ring physically, mentally, like how I would look at somebody in the crowd or how I would like uh, do something to somebody in the face, facial expressions that I make even. I could always learn in a match, so I'm always going to be very competitive in a match no matter what the outcome is going to be. If it's if it's predetermined weeks in advance or that night. No, and I like that because, like I said, it makes it feel a lot more like just, you know, you're not deer in the headlights and you're mm-hmm. going through the motions. It, it's one of those times it's really – makes it kind of hard to, to actually believe it's not real sometimes because it's like, well, damn, I mean, they say it, but look at that. That look like they're actually trying to go at it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it makes it really – that's why I like ladies wrestling. I kind of yeah. feel like now, even though they got the spotlight they do, yeah. they still feel like they got a lot to prove. prove. So even they, a lot of their matches feel a lot more competitive and less just working through the motions. I, yeah, I totally agree with that. that totally that's agree. what I really like about wrestling is when the opponents in the ring can sprinkle some of that reality in there and make mm-hmm. you think on the way out the door that – I know that stuff's pretty determined, but – that Matt, man, that fifth match, man. I think them two guys were really mad at each other. Yeah, and you and know? that's how I I kind of like to take my work like that because, like I said, I I did come up in a sports background and I did the way I learned from like when I learned when I first was trained, even as a manager, I kind of it kind of was a a more rough style or a, a more stiff style, so. Um, I mean, I'm one of those people like I played like I said I played football all my life. You throw me on a basketball court, I'm going to be throwing elbows and getting rebounds. Yeah. It's, it's the same type of thing. Like, I, I want that pressure just like I want to give that pressure. I'm not going to try to knock you out, but they're going to think yeah. that we're in a fight. Yeah. And that's what I want. Every time I'm, I step in between those ropes, I want everybody in the crowd to 
to know or to think that they're these two people that are in the ring, they're in a fight. Yeah. That's I kind of like that the stiffer kind of style too cuz it sells more. It makes mm-hmm. makes it more believable. Mm-hmm. You know. And a lot of people, you know, I hear don't like it. They think it's considered bullying or it's, you know, but I just I look it, at it I like feel, it's I feel like as long as the two people agree with that and, Yeah. And, and, it's and then, then it's all okay. Yeah. To me. Hell yeah. But I'm like I said I grew up as a defensive lineman, an offensive lineman. Oh gosh. Uh <laughs> When I played in college, I was an offensive lineman, so I'm more of a rougher, tougher kind of guy. Yeah, hit me to where they can hear me. Yeah, that's a good philosophy. I like that. Yeah, I know that right. you have. Who's <laughs> your favorite wrestler, man? Growing up, really one of my favorite wrestlers was I, I have a list, but I, I'd say like D'Lo Brown. Oh yeah, um, he comes was to mind first. Then once I got older, I kind of appreciated him more because I figured out, like, he was a really good worker. Yeah, and not um, only that, like you were saying, I didn't know that – I didn't really put two and two together, but when he was with New Jack and mm-hmm. uh, Mati- uh And Mustafa. Yeah, Mustafa. Yeah. He was the guy who took all the bumps. Yes. He, he would be the guy. He was the – Taking the, all the bumps, yeah. taking all the big double team moves, stuff like that. Yeah, so and I So I would know say D'Lo Brown and New Jack is, like, a big influence on me, um, especially, like – when I watched them when I were young, when I was younger, I didn't realize that like New Jack probably was one of the best talkers ever, oh, man. ever uh, in wrestling. Yeah, like I put him <laughs> top three, him, Rock, and Flair. Yeah, like up there because he could talk about anything. Yeah, um, those two, and then I would say also um, like a newer, like a newer guy that I've looked at, and I'm like, man, I, I really like what he's doing. And he doesn't really get a lot of spotlight in the mainstream, but he's kind of mainstream. Um, Moose from Impact. Oh, um, yeah. Ex-NFL guy. Yep, play with, um, yeah. play with the Falcons. Um, he's been getting better and better every week I've seen. And he's one of those guys that, like, I watched him in 2015, 16, when he was feuding with Cody Rhodes, and I was like, okay, he's, he's pretty good. But now when you watch him, his body's transformed. He stepped his game he's up. Huge, like, dude. yeah, like. Yeah. Tremendously, <laughs> he's better on the mic every week. So, yeah. a person that always sits there and tries to improve themselves, I appreciate that, and yeah. that's why he's one of my favorites right and now. And see, oh. I like the bigger. I like it when the bigger guys are really athletic and can move. Mm-hmm. Oh, dude, I don't like the big guys just come in there and spear and <laughs> yeah. do this and do that. Three or four moves, freaking, they win. You know, uh, it's like a follow-away slam, but he does like a backflip off the ropes. Yes, yeah. so he, he jumps off the ropes and then midair after he's like this, then flips. Yeah, but he's like six five. He's like, yeah, he's like Man. six five, six six, long arms, very athletic offensive tackle Jeez. when he was with uh, the Falcons, <laughs> yeah. and a very athletic big man for Impact Wrestling. And I, that's one of the guys that I kind of model my game after, besides, like I said, D-Lo and New Jack. Yeah. And I say this, it's kind of awesome being a fan right now. Because mm-hmm. like I was telling him, it's not just the WWE anymore. Yeah. Because that's what ticked me off. For There was a time the I quit watching it for four years because yeah. – TNA was getting messed up. Yeah. You know, it wasn't that good anymore. When, when Dixie Carter came. Yeah, and then so, WWE and was, was just – that's all you had. That was, was the mad. same thing for me because it was like WWE was pop and everything else was like everything else. Yeah. And once it wasn't a WCW no more, yeah. we started TNA, and TNA was pretty good when they started. Yes. And up until like 2007, 2008, then around 2009, 2010, when Dixie Carter came and Hulk Hogan yes. came and all of that stuff, it kind of got diluted. But then when they got diluted and were losing, 
WWE, yeah, a lot of Russo, Russo. which I can't stand. (laughs) Oh no, I can't either. Shoot, I I don't like Russo at all. But once they were failing, it was like WWE could be lazy and just do whatever they yeah, do whatever they wanted, man. And And so it it made the product like overall come down. And I guess once once the Ring of Honor started and and um, TNA switched to Impact and like. Had to go through that whole global force thing, but once they were done with that, yeah, like twenty fifteen ish, yeah, like I think they started like picking up their pace. Now that it's a AEW that actually has the money to challenge a oh, WWE, man, I love it. Yeah, it's, it's you know awesome. what I'm saying. They have the money to challenge them. They're gonna make mistakes because they're two or three year old company now. Yeah, they're going but to. At the same time, they're actually on a platform to where they can challenge. And when it when when you like like I said, I came from a, a sports background, so. When, when you have that competition, it's iron sharpens iron. Even if you bitter rivals, if both of your bitter rivals are both trying to get better, they're oh, going to yeah. be a better overall. It's going to be a better overall product for everybody, and it's going to trickle down, and that's what I like about it. Oh, yeah. You know, cool thing for me, because you know, y'all are a little bit older, but um, I was born in 98, so my mm-hmm. earliest memories, all I've ever really known is WWE. Mm-hmm. I've never been around before. Yeah. There was other companies. Uh, you know, I, yeah. It was awesome. We watched that for years, and then they, start, they started doing some dumb shit. I'm still mm-hmm. pretty dedicated to TNA. I still watch them. I yeah. love them, but... Yeah, and then now there's so many companies out there. I can't even name more. You got AEW, WWE, MLW, yeah. Impact. Yeah, there's so much out game. there. Mm-hmm. And yeah, history-wise, there's so much out there too yeah. that you can go back. Oh, yeah, I know. That I you love can go back. Yeah. yeah, and and I and I like going and watching old New Japan matches. Yeah, like the New Japan uh, Brock Lesnar match that people didn't even know about. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. With Nakamura. Yeah. With, uh, with Nakamura. I know. Was, <clears throat> I went back and watched that too, and it was so weird seeing yeah. Nakamura with short hair. Yeah, it was weird seeing Nakamura with short hair, bigger. Like when he was that size, you could believe him going against Brock Lesnar, and he was an ex MMA fighter, also. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say, if anybody <laughs> yeah. don't know who Nakamura is, other than his WWE stuff, you're missing yeah. out. Missing out. Dude. Yep. He was really. I really loved him in New Japan. Kind of felt like he was like the Randy Orton of New Japan, you know. Pretty like, much, he was never like maybe not the top guy. Yeah, but, but he, he was, was around there. He could be anybody. So because I remember he, at the height of Kazuchika Okada's run, he beat him in a, one of the G1 climaxes and mm-hmm. tap out to an armbar mm-hmm. where nobody was beating him. But yeah, dude, and I and I love watching like uh, um, I don't have too many streaming services or cable, you know. And again, in today's world, you can watch so much on YouTube. I yeah, remember yeah. having to wait till after the WWE pay per views and watching all the spoilers they put on YouTube before they got. Kicked off and everything yeah. for copyright, and like the other night, I just was in a wrestling mood. I sat and watched all kinds of stuff from like the seventies and eighties, three, four hours. Yeah, and they have all that stuff on YouTube now. Oh God, yeah, so I get my son. Like if I was a kid sometimes. now, it's like so much. I would know more than I know now because they can just. Oh, that happened in uh, 1983, and I'm looking at my little nephew like, what are you talking about? Like, how do you even know that? <laughs> I, I saw it on YouTube. Like, yeah, because he was like one of my nephews. He's He's in seventh grade now. Um, he was asking me, "Oh, do you do? Were you alive when <laughs> Ric Flair when Ric Flair was like swole?" And I was like, "What are you talking about? Ric Flair had like a lot of muscles." And I was like, "I didn't know what he was talking about." Then I went back and looked with him, and he was like, "Look, see, he's big like Brock Lesnar." Ric Flair was pretty big. Yeah, in the eighties, and it was, was before that plane wreck. And I was oh, like, oh yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was. In, it was seventy something. That's right, he was. And so up. he was buff, and he was like, I, and I was like, yeah, I, I, I wasn't alive then. I said, by the time I was watching Ric Flair, he was the, the style that he was. Yeah. Like in WWE or late WCW in the two yeah. thousands. 
So I didn't, I, and he, he taught me something because there's so much yeah. access to everything now. Like back when I was a kid, you would have to go to the library, make sure your library had the yes. tape of that. Go, go rent the tape out, yes. make sure nobody has it. Like I used to go to the Cleburne Library in Cleburne, Texas and rent out um, world-class championship wrestling tapes. Yeah. Uh, like right at the time when WCW ended. Yeah. I used to... Uh when I was a kid, you know, they started out with the pay-per-view stuff, like I was mm-hmm. telling him and my son. Oh, it, so yeah. it was so complicated, and it cost so much money for yeah. the pay-per-views, like the it first was, WrestleMania. It was complicated to, yes, cause you had to, to order it, yeah. to order the pay-per-view. Like yeah, you had to go get the box, mm-hmm. and then you didn't get your money back or nothing until you returned the box. Box, yep. You know, and then so me and my dad would just wait a year after until Blockbuster would have them and go rent the – We already knew we won, but we'd, we wanted to watch it. Watch it, yeah. You know. And then sometimes you, yeah, you go to Blockbuster and rent the uh, <laughs> the uh, WrestleMania or uh, Halloween Havoc that they had in WCW stuff like that. Yeah. And then I know at a point they would have them like maybe three or four months after that pay per view, so yeah. it's like a little bit more fresh. Yeah. But at first, like you said, it would be a whole year. Year, man, you'd have to wait a whole yeah, year to see it, mm-hmm. and you knew who won. And but back then, when they would show what happened, is just it clips. was just a, it was just a picture, a still picture. Yeah, it wasn't no like Movement, replay, yeah. none of that. It wasn't even like how they show the clips now, where it's like a still picture, but you still get some action. Yeah, this no, was just it was just still that's still all it that's was. it. I and really miss. I wish I could have been around when they had the wrestling magazines. Mm-hmm. Those uh, were really cool. Seeing like see. one in his, uh, in his uh, what's he called that thing? His castle or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In his vault where he got all those wrestling freaking yes. magazines. Those were badass. Folks. See, that's how I kept up with it. We couldn't afford the all the magazines mm-hmm. and ordering the pay per views and all that. So I would have to read them in the line. Yeah. While I was waiting on my mom at the store. Mm-hmm. You know, and then I'd have to come on, come on, oh, crap! I wouldn't get the whole story. Yeah. So I didn't get a whole lot of it. That's what irritates when people's like. Oh, I was a smart fan. You know, I couldn't afford it, so screw you, buddy. Mm-hmm, exactly. <laughs> like, and the only reason why, like I said, I, the only reason why I was a smart fan is because when I was in fifth or sixth grade, that's when I, my uncle let me know everything, or yeah. like mostly some stuff, you know, because he knew he was going to start training me, like, once I was 13. Oh, shoot. So, like, yeah. when I was 12 and 11, he was, like, kind of getting me ready, like, easing me into it. And then once I was 13, like, he let me sit backstage at one of his shows. Oh, cool. And then, so I was like, okay. And he was, uh, at the time, he was feuding with Iceman King Parsons. Hell yeah. 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 That's and cool. So, I like, remember Iceman. Iceman had a, <laughs> he had, like, a stable, and my cousin had a stable Blackbird Posse. And, uh, and I think they were like the Black Freebirds, and they were uh, they had a, like a feud like up and down Texas for about two or three years, and yeah. so he was a real nice guy as well. And he told my uncle like, "Oh yeah, you should definitely train him. He has the size, all this stuff." So dang, yeah. that's awesome, Ice Man. Mm-hmm. I remember. I've him. gotten to meet a, a lot of legends because of my uncle. Like Ice Man was one of them. Another, uh, well, it was two opponents that we had that. Um, they would uh, go at it like in the Rockwall, like Austin area. Oh, and yeah. And that was uh, Dr. Death, uh, Steve Williams, oh, nice. and, oh, um, and AJ Styles when he was young. Oh, like, man. right Right after, like, he was uh, Air Paris, him and Air Paris was uh, in WCW, like, yeah. right before WCW. Went oh, off, and they had the maroon, they had the maroon ring attire and stuff. Yeah. So then after that, he was wrestling for like MWA Southwest, oh, and so was my cousin. And so then they they 
like it was AJ Styles and Dr. Death versus my cousin uh, Larry Ace Green and his uh, partner Chris Young. God, you ever get to see him do a spiral tap line? Um, I've seen him do that and also his um, corkscrew, his corkscrew off the top rope. That's his corkscrew uh, dive off the top yeah, rope with, 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 with the spiral tap. But yeah. also he did a, a backwards corkscrew moonsault type. Like he was facing, yeah, he was facing, yeah, he was facing like he his back was to the ring. And, and he, he would like do a corkscrew moonsault. From that way, and I'm like, how did he twist Remember his that body like that? But the shooting star press he used to do the springboard one when he jump off the, the, to the ringside. I haven't seen him do that live, but I, I remember yeah. when he used to do that. One of the early uh, Ring of Honor in the early uh, TNA days. So I can't not get used to his long hair or his gloves. He's worn yeah. gloves for ten years. Yeah, but yeah. So, clothes. but yeah, with AJ, it was when he had short hair. He he hadn't worked for Ring of Honor or TNA yet. I think he was about to work for TNA, but it was like when he was like just ended with WCW and he was working like NWA Wildside and NWA Southwest. And see, speaking of NWA, I, I really I wonder what uh, is going to end up happening like with Corgan and them because you know he bought the company and so yeah. like, like a territory mm-hmm. to his own little company now. But yeah. I mean, it would be cool to see them have little facets like that again. Yeah, it would you know, be little different sections because again, I really wish I could have been around for that time. That was oh man, because like I, I told him, it'd be stuff. cool because my dad he didn't. He didn't know 100% how much of it was, you know, mm-hmm. not real. But he knew some of it was. And he kind of would fill me in there. And he goes, mm-hmm. they talk. And he basically just kind of told me that they talked to each other during the ring. Because mm-hmm. I was like, well, how do they know what they're doing? And did yeah. they practice it? And he's like, no, that's how good they are. They don't need yeah. practice. They just But then I, I just, yeah. And how my uncle told me how it was is just basically like when you're, when you, when you're playing football and you like – you, you go on another team or you go on an all-star team or something like that, you don't know the uh, this coach's playbook, but if they run a basic counter, you know two linemen are pulling, all the other linemen are blocking down, yeah. and the quarterback's going to run the, hand it to the running back a certain way. And, you know, like if yeah. they just say counter to the right, you know what to do. Yeah. As a football player playing for so many years, if they say outside zone or inside zone, you kind of know what to do. So it's basically like he was telling me it's like that. It's a, it's a, and it is like its own language to where you have to be ready at all times, but you kind of know what you're being set up for. Mm, yeah. That's pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. I really like that we get to, we get to talk to somebody. Dude, I hope that you stay with us and, we, and you interview us as you keep going because it's really cool. Getting to see guys come up, you know what I mean? Yeah. I like that we get to talk to y'all as y'all are training to get to know y'all. Because, I mean, I've seen plenty of wrestlers like Styles. You know, I saw mm-hmm. him come up from TNA and go to WWE. Yeah. Uh, I saw Killer Cross in this uh, little promotion I saw on TV one time called Paragon Pro Wrestling. Out okay. Out yeah. I saw him out there way before he even went to TNA. He didn't yeah. have his tattoos yet. Okay. And now yeah. he's in WWE and they're ruining him. Yeah. Thanks. But, yeah, it's, it's really cool getting to see people go from place to place, man. It, it's going yeah, because he never got to experience that. And I did, you know. Yeah. I, I knew there was a little bit of territory. But I just kind of, I knew Florida growing up, you know, Georgia and Texas, basically. Yeah. Because every now and then you'd get Vince coming in on the national scene. Yeah. Every now and then. So that's kind of all I knew. And when I'd see people come through and then go to New York, I'm like, oh, crap. It's like when, uh, what's his name from, yeah. Yeah. Just like, like Percy Pringle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he went up there and was the Paul Bear. I'm like, yeah. When I heard that, oh, I was mm-hmm. like, wait a minute, I know who that is. And then one, and like you saying, like going around Texas and being in the Texas territories, um, 
one thing that I like about this new, like this new wave is that like you get to see, like you say, you get to see people come up from nothing. Uh, one of, and one of my other favorite guys that I've seen do that, uh, I used to watch, like when I got back into wrestling again, I started watching indie matches, like just all around Texas. One guy that caught my eye was uh, Shane Taylor. And then I, I was, it was like I was watching him one week and then the next week he was on Ring of Honor. And I'm like, okay. And then he's like, he was at the bottom. And now, like, he's grown, like, <clears throat> he's grown his, his brand and he's grown himself to where, like, now he, it seems like he's one of the hottest, him and his faction is, like, one of the hottest things that Ring, Ring of Honor have going to where they, the, just that faction is keeping the door open for them to be competing with and against all these other companies like yeah. AAA and AEW and Impact and stuff like that and NWA and yeah. stuff. So uh, I, I really like, like you said, watching people like just grow, grow yes, themselves awesome. and then help others grow as well. Yeah, it's cool. And it's cool when you find out, you know, how many people got trained by this certain guy and then, you know, made stars out of all these people. You're like, no way. The weirdest thing for me that I can never get over though is when somebody ends up changing the name when it's been like this for so long. Yeah, like, yeah, kind of mess man. with I him. love him, I, but he'll always be Magnus. Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you one thing. Uh, I'll, I'll never, no matter what, I'm gonna try to get the rights to my name, so I'm gonna have to change my name. Yeah. What about if you spelled it differently? Because I know there's uh, John Tenta of the Earthquake. Mm. You could just like spell it a couple. Well, ways. how I spelled it is. Um, with the capital E and a capital Q, like how I always spelled it. So I'm pretty sure legal-wise, legal I can just spell it like that with the capital E and the capital Q, and I'll be all right. But if not, I spelled it uh, E-A-R-T-H-Q, or E-A-R-T-H-K-W-A-K-E, like that. Oh, so nice. yeah. And see, uh, yeah. the letters like that, mm -hmm. when you put it on logos, makes mm -hmm. it look cooler, because it's not just the normal word. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I might end up spending it, spelling it like that for APW. So, um, it, it's, it's for, it, the, with the power vested in me, I, I would like to uh, keep my name like yeah. it is if I go any to any bigger company. I'm not going to try to – I'm going to try to be like uh, how Samoa Joe has his name uh, trademarked. So, wherever he goes, that's what they have to call him. Yeah. I know. I was so worried they were going to change his when he went to WWE. Well, uh before we get out of here, you want to plug anything or Tell get a Facebook or anything? Or? Anything we need to know about you? Um, just everybody come. Just everybody come out to the show, to the APW show on uh, November twentieth, and watch your boy Earthquake get in that ring and destroy people. Heck now, will yeah! Will that be uh, in Mineral Wells or out in Cleveland? It will be actually in Joshua. Oh. Oh, that's cool. Is that another town y'all are branching out to? I know y'all went to, yeah. to Granbury a couple weeks ago. Yes, we went to Granbury a couple of weeks ago, and actually it is a show that will be there. Um, it will be APW's last show before uh, the Christmas holidays. It will be December 11th. Oh, hey. Well, it was good talking to you. Like I said, we're going to be here every time y'all come in, so just stop by. You want to push something or you book somewhere? Everybody that comes APW okay. after November Whatever. 20th, to keep your eyes out for the earthquake. Hey, yeah, he's, he's coming guy. to your town, buddy. Bye. Thank you, guys. All right. This is our second interview today. This is uh, Soldier and um, him and Rebel are tag team partners. Y'all have been tag teaming for how long? Uh, just about a year now. And they're pretty good. I think y'all have won the title once, haven't you? Uh, me and him together have won the titles once, uh, but we both have held the titles twice. Okay. Uh, we, we fall with the free bird rule. We have won them. I won them the first time with Jason. Uh, they lost them to the Camachos. We won them. 
me and myself and Rebel won them a second time. I was suspended from a show. I'm not even sure what for. Get a letter from the board of directors, banned from the building. So I go on a little vacation, and they put Rebel in a handicap match to where he, once again, Rock Bannon had screwed him. Camacho's got the tag team titles. We went for them for a third time. We were screwed again. Now we have to start at the bottom and work our way back to the top. Now, yeah, luckily, because last time y'all was here, I think that's what happened. That's when y'all got screwed. We were, we were screwed out of it. Uh, so now we start at the bottom. Um, unfortunately, it is a long claw and climb yeah. back, but we will get there, and we will be three-time APW Tag Team Champions. I, I've been noticing. I mean, there's not a whole – there ain't a, anything going wrong with you guys. I mean, everything's pretty well, – I've sensed a little tension sometimes. I mean, it's not like y'all are mad at each other. I just You can see a little – Rebel just needs to, to get his head on straight. He got – I think it was last show here we took on – uh, horsepower, great team. Rebel was attacked by Big Said during intermission, and for some reason, instead of being able to be checked out by somebody to make sure he was even able to compete, we're told, hey, by the way, your match is right now. So we wrestle the match. He's got busted ribs, don't know if they're broken. So in essential, it was a handicap match. You know, we did our best, unfortunately, it didn't go as planned. We did lose that one. Fast forward, in Cleburne, we have another shot against the legendary main attraction. People who've known, especially here in Mineral Wells, Cleburne around, they know main attraction. Livewire, Viper, two of the toughest guys that I've ever been in the ring with. Rebel starts this match out, and we go, great. We're putting them in their place. We're, I mean, inches, inches from victory. Well, for some reason, someone in the back plays Big Sed's music. I go for the tag to get Rebel in. He's itching, itching. I go to there. He's nowhere to be found. He left the match. And I told him, yes, there was argument, and there's going to be. He needs to get his head <laughs> on straight. Sed is not here. That was a one-time thing. I've been looking here. I've been here all day. Sed is not here and nowhere to be found. Rebel needs to get his head on straight otherwise we will not this is number one contenders tonight we will not win if he doesn't have his head in the game tonight i do tell is he just having problems at home or just here with, he's he's with so you, concerned he's concerned about big said attacking him we are a team if said attacks him he attacks me we work as a team there's three of us he needs to get his head on straight there will be no if said shows up he's going to be confronted but rebel is so concerned that he is going to be attacked by said so he's already in his head said's already there and i don't like it so rebel needs to clear his head and focus tonight against zane and shimbashi i've worked them before they are very good at what they do and if his head is not here i'm gonna have to do this one by myself well dang it seems like you got enough fire for the both of you i want the tag team titles back. Every time we've lost them, it's been, got screwed. First time, Rock got involved. Second time, Rock made it a handicap match. We go for the third one, Rock once again gets involved and we get screwed. Granted, we have no beef with Rock anymore. We are clawing our way to the top, but once again, I'm tired of being screwed. Yeah. I have technically never lost a tag team title match. 
and I'm not going to let that start anytime soon. You got good fire. I'll yeah, tell well, you, you that. have to tell you competitive. That's <laughs> what I like about the tag team division around here. None of y'all, none of y'all are wanting to settle for second place. You're all going for it, and I can tell that makes it a lot tougher when your when your partner's not all the way there because you got everybody else firing on all cylinders. But man, you know we're nowhere rooting for you. I'm, like I said, you got it. Seems like you got enough fire for the both of y'all over there. Yeah, I mean that's that's what it is. I know right now, you know Jason's injured, not gonna be able oh, to work yeah, tonight. That's right. He's gonna be here, but he's not a hundred percent to be able to work tonight. And if Rebel's head is not in the game, he's not 100% tonight. I'm the only one who right now is focused at 100%. So I hope Rebel is ready and rearing to go. Well, Sorry about that, folks. Our computer makes random noises every 30 yeah. minutes. Let us know what <laughs> it's been doing that. I don't know why. Uh, mine, mine, don't worry. Ours does it too. So. Oh. <laughs> but, man. It <clears throat> oh, excuse me. Yeah, but it, uh, I was here last time when Robo got attacked and stuff. I didn't know he was in a – that guy was in his head that bad already. You know, I didn't expect it to be that way. You know, they call all talent to the back. That lets us get back here and get ready. But Rebel stays out there. He was in the middle of something. Can't blame him. I'm sorry. I'm out. I'd be the same way. If I've got someone – someone's got my attention or wanting an autograph, a picture, a conversation, I'm going to hang out with them too. Yeah. But – said took advantage of that you know i know it goes way way back that there was beef between big said and rebel and that's way way back you know so we come out there we make the save said disappears nowhere to be found in the building after that wasn't in cleburne and if he's smart enough he won't show up here tonight but again he's already in his head from one attack but that's sad for you. Sad can get will bury himself into the deepest parts of your mind and never leave. Unfortunately, he's got into rebels, and I just need rebel to know we will be okay. Focus tonight. Well, I mean, I know you. I know you all. You guys are a team, and he's but he's a big dude. You guys might need to get you an equalizer or something. There's a lot of steel around here, man. Some chairs. Well, we came. Sad is not. Again, said is also very smart. We come out there with chairs. He disappears. He, he leaves. He's not, he doesn't want a three-on-one situation. He doesn't want a two-on-one situation. Said is going to go one-on-one. So anytime we, but that's why I tell Rebel, I told him at the last show, get your head in the game. Said's not coming for you if there's somebody else here. He is not going to pick that fight. He is going to one-on-one the situation. So that's why, again, he got into his head. Clear it. <laughs> we'll be fine. Tonight, as long as he's good, We'll walk away, and we'll get our rematch. What's going to happen if you don't show up? Then I'll work this one by myself, and I'll take it, and I'll go on to face the Camachos for the tag team titles, whether that'll be with Jason or with Rebel. If Rebel doesn't show up tonight, he's got que- that I'll have questions for him. But as far as I'm aware, the last we talked, he's going to be here. He said he's 100%, his head's in the game, so when bell so. time comes, it better stay that way. Yeah. Yeah, well, it definitely seems like you got a good game plan, man. But you know, other than the champions and the people who are facing for the number one contendership tonight, you end up winning them belts. What's your plan? Then we'll go into twenty twenty two as tag team champions. Hell yeah! You know, the the overall goal if Jason gets either the chaos title back or hell if he gets a heavyweight title, Renegades hold most of the gold in this company. You know, it's a force to be reckoned with. 
that's the whole, good. we are we're a force to be reckoned with. I you think have, that's what Rock's pro- problem is. You know, he sees jealous. y'all as a threat, sees y'all jealous, and yeah. well, he just he knows y'all are better. He's no longer in power, so yeah. we don't have to worry about him. He's just gonna have to get over it. You know, the his power struggle's been taken. His power's been taken away from him. So the Renegades versus the Rock versus Rock. There's still some animosity there, but if Rock really wanted to screw us, he wouldn't have let us climb our way back up. That's Here true. we are, the number one contenders. If he really didn't want us in this spot, he'd have made sure we didn't get into this spot. But it's the number one contenders. Not taking anything away from Zayn and Simbashi. I've worked in before. Yes, they beat myself and Jason in a Texas Tornado first blood tag match. Something very unusual. Only going to see something like that here in Mineral Wells with AEW. Yeah, that was a good match. They got the upper hand, but I don't blame them. Very good, very young talent. But tonight, it is a different story. Now, there is gold in sight, so it's a whole new ball game. And they haven't taken on me and Rebel. They've taken on me and Jason. So, now you've got another person you've never stepped foot in the ring with. Hopefully, that's my X Factor tonight. They've never worked him. We'll see how this goes tonight. Well, I like your drive, man. I can tell once you finally hang up your boots, you're gonna have a stack. You're gonna have a stacked uh, trophy case. No, I mean I've, I held on to. You know, this will be great. This I've got three champion, the tag team titles under my belt twice, the new frontier title, which is now the chaos title. So, I'd love another shot at the tag team titles. Let's go for that third time. The trivecta will be this. Unfortunately, the second three-time tag team champions, but we'll get them. And we're going to hold them on. We're going to hold on to them. My goal is still 2023, if that not further awesome. than that. That Renegades, would be good. 2022 all year, taking over the tag team. Take it over. Season. Rule it. Longest reigning champs. That would be really awesome. That would be. Like I said, tonight can be the night. We're going to take that big step in. In 2021 as tag team champions. And in 2022 as tag team champions. That's Heck the overall yeah. goal. Well, I mean, I'll tell you what, dude. We're big fans, and I'm honestly getting kind of tired of seeing y'all getting screwed too. I don't know. Oh God! I mean, every time we come and y'all do it, y'all have a match here. They y'all get screwed out of it somehow, some way. Like I said this one last time. Like I said, I don't think last week is being considered screwed. Big sad out of nowhere. I didn't even know he was. I thought he retired from the business, but he's back with the vendetta for Shit. Rebel. I don't know what for, but I've got Rebels back. He's got mine. And Jason's got both of ours. Sed's not here. So, didn't see that coming. Don't know why. But I don't consider last. Did you pause it? No, it's still going. Because it's right there. See? I I don't consider last show here being screwed. Yeah, I think we could have let him at least get checked out first. But he put up a fight. He fought the entire match. Yeah. Even with busted ribs. The good news was there were, there were no broken ribs, and he finished the match. That's the type of fighter that Rebel is, and he needs to remember that. Seems like the only one that ain't remembering that right now is Rebel. I mean, I've been watching yeah. since I was like 16, 17. Yeah. He's always had that fire under his butt. He's had that underdog mentality. He's always had that. You know, we took each other on years and years and years ago, and we had one good match, great chemistry. That's where the tag team came from, you know. Granted, that was years that was years ago when I first broke into this business, five years ago. But still, we had great chemistry. We've always worked well together. We've done a few tags here and there. Now it's a permanent thing. But I don't know where his mindset is tonight. Hopefully, when he gets here, 
you know, we'll sit down and sort this out. And he needs to understand no one's getting to us. Yeah. Well, and honestly, I hope that you're able to get through to him because on one hand, you know, he's worried about setting his head in the game. But when you guys, if you guys win those belts, it's going to be an even bigger target on your backs. Than, than, oh, God, than yeah. You're really going to have to keep your head on a swivel. Yeah, and... because, like I said, our feud with, you know, we we beat the Camachos. We go into next year. As, if we can win tonight, beat the Camachos and go into next year, anybody. I mean, open challenge. Bring a tag team to us. Yeah. We'll line them up and knock them down. Everybody wants to see us versus horsepower one more time. I would definitely like yeah, to see you beat that'd him. be a good you match. Know, I'd love to, I, and I told them, and I, I still say kudos to them. Cheap victory, kudos to them. They fought to what was their advantage. It was you have one half of the Renegades injured and the other half having to do work. We put up a fight. Was it a cheap victory? In my opinion, yes. They say no. We say yes. But kudos to them for getting the victory. Yeah. Granted, where are they at tonight? They're sitting at home on the couch and wearing the number one contenders match. So, you might have won once. We get the final laugh, though. Yeah, yeah, you do. Well, and I mean, it kind of seems like you you would like to get that actual victory back. You know, they don't only beat you, but they beat you in a way. You know what I mean? They didn't actually beat you. And that's so. exactly what it is. I mean, I think the fans would love to see it. Oh, I yeah. know when the video hit online, there was even people that were like, "We'd love to see this one more time," with everyone at a hundred percent. And I would love to give the fans what they're asking for. Fortunately, it's not up to me. But we end the year as tag team champions. Well, hey, you get then I challenge them. If, if we end this year as 2020, if we end 2021 as APW tag team champions, then I challenge Horsepower at 2022 for a shot at the titles. That'd be See, excellent. I like that because he's not, they're not, he's not, thinking, yeah. he's already thinking like a champ. He's not trying to freaking be a, he's being a fighting champion. And it really sucks when you see somebody, especially when they're good and they're not trying. Yeah. You see somebody holding, you know, championships you're really fond of and they're just trying to defend him as little as possible. And this guy's over here, not even, he's like, I'm, I'm not even thinking about if I win him, when I win him, we're going to start defending him here, here, and there. And everything. Yeah, that's like a good that. attitude to have instead of, you know, like he said, if I win him. No, you don't need to be if, you need no, to be. It's, if. It's, it's win. When yeah. we win them back. Yeah. Because we will. And then I challenge any tag team, come to APW. We'll line you up and knock you down. We've been doing it, and we'll keep doing it. Well, ever since I've been coming and watching, this is one hot tag team, the Renegades. They're really good. And I've always liked the Freebird rule they have because they have that third person. Yep, and if you don't know the Freebirds, they're, they're, uh, they was a tag team back in the 80s with the WCCW, and they had its third man clause that he could, mm-hmm. whenever this guy's out, he can come in or, yeah, you know. Basically – in layman's terms for some people that don't understand it, because, you know, there's some young, youngsters yeah, out that's there who've true. never seen. They just hear the Freebird rule and well, don't know where it comes it's from. It's kind of like New Day, because that's what New Day goes off of. It's the same thing. And they'll if, understand that. If me and Rebel, you know, are tag, when we win the tag team titles back, if for some reason I can't work due to an injury or anything like that, or even if Rebel can't work, Jason is able to fill into that spot and – they can defend the tag team champions. Shoot, they could win tag team titles, and JC could never defend them, and it always be me. You know, that's the luxury of the free world rule. Yeah. All three of us are tag team champions, basically. I've always liked that, and the people that do do it, they always do it good. Mm-hmm. There's never, I've never seen anybody do it bad. I know recently we haven't been able to Excuse do it me. because Jason was chaos, was the APW chaos champion. Unfortunately, due to a weird stipulation in his contract that he didn't read over he was not able to work a double match as long as he held a championship so even when 
we lost him in the in the handicap match in Cleburne several months ago. The only reason Jason couldn't work that is because he already had a singles match planned. So he was told, you can't work the tag team match because you have a singles match planned. So it's Rock got that last little bit that will stay in his contract for the foreseeable future. So, yes, Rock to this day yeah. still gets that. He's got still, that he's little still, twist in there. He's still got a little thorn in y'all's thigh. He's got that little thorn, but you know what? That's okay. That's okay. We still are a team. Yeah, that's true. So y'all are. outside of APW, you know, uh, is there any tag teams that uh, you, you would you'd like to face it on here? You know, your locally known guys or in other companies that we might know of? There's been a couple. Like I said, uh, Horsepower. Um, I'm actually very looking forward to taking on Zane and Shimbashi. Um, if they ever come back, a tag team that we had, oh, it's probably been about a year since we've had them for us. Um, I'm not sure if both are still wrestling. Was the Buddy System? Um, don't know if y'all are familiar with them. I've never heard of them. Um, I know I would have really loved to have wrestled against SOS. I know half of them have, or as far as I'm aware, half of them have retired, if not both of them. Yeah. Um, I would have really loved to have faced SOS. I really would have loved to, uh, maybe even a Mineral Wells Pro Wrestling Tag Team Title versus APW Tag yeah, Team Title Match. Cool. Winner take all. That'd have been really cool. It's not going to happen. I don't believe so. Uh, not in the foreseeable future. Yeah. Uh, back before Balak and Bullsdale had their split, Aviation would have been a really good tag team. I would honestly love to see you and Jason take on the Von Eric brothers, dude. That'd be great. <laughs> That'd be yeah, cool. that would be. Um, <coughs> I know they're they're fairly well booked quite a bit. Yeah. So <laughs> getting them out here would be kind of would be kind of on the uh, the difficult end. Yeah. Uh, not saying it's impossible. I just foresee it being on the difficult end. But I mean, shoot, we win the tag team titles. They're more than welcome to come on and give it a shot. Yeah, well, and so. it'd be cool. And I like to, I would like to see y'all face different teams like that because they're all both. Yeah, you know what I mean? Y'all don't, mm. don't pull any punches out there in that ring. You go out there and you get her done. So I yeah. like yeah. matches like that. I mean, and like I said, again, so go back and watch the one against uh, Horsepower. They start out big, high-flying, this, that, and the other. And we're, we just kind of look at them like that's not how we do things in this ring with us. We slowed it down, took it more to a brawl. It yeah. turned into a fight. It wasn't, you know. But, again, it was to get to where we're at now, cheap victory. But we get the last laugh. We're in – the number one contenders tonight. Heck yeah. I hope y'all get it. I think y'all will. Zane and Shimbashi, they're tough. I know they I know they worked last night. So but they're gonna be here and there's some tough guys. I mean they, they beat myself and Jason in a first blood match. So Yeah. There it's not gonna be an easy climb tonight, but it's gonna be a fight and that's what we're looking forward to. Heck yeah. We can only hope they've got as much fire and drive as you because then we're gonna give a hell of a show. Yeah. Like I said, this one, as far as I'm aware, there's no no twists, no stipulations, straight up tag match. So, but things are always known to change here in Mineral Wells. I mean, oh yeah, yes, it could change quickly in a heartbeat. But you know, well, you got anything you want to plug or any bookings you got or anything or you know, anything for AEW? Or well, I know we will APW? have uh, APW will be in Cleburne at the Railroad Stadium on November sixth for the Veterans Day show. Come out and watch that. Um, I will be there. I will be as the soldier um, instead of a member. I will be there as the basic soldier gimmick for that night, Veterans Day. Uh, bringing back my background for that show, there to represent all veterans, past, present, <coughs> and future veterans of this country. 
Uh, that evening, we have a show. Uh, don't <coughs> ask me the name of it. I don't know yet. They haven't <laughs> told me anything. Then we'll have we'll be back here November 13th. Uh, November 20th, I'll be at Thunder Alley in Joshua. That's going to be a really good match. I'm actually teaming with the one y'all just got through with an interview. Uh, I will be teaming with him in his debut match. Oh, that'd be I good. So we will yeah. be. Uh, so that's going to be fun. I'm going to take him under my wing, and I'm going to get him in. In fact, when this is over, I'm going to go out there and finish helping him up with his training. And we're going to go into Thunder Alley and take on a new tag team. But I'm working with a new tag team partner. So it's nothing on Rebel. This is uh, – he asked me, you know, just because of my, you know, my military background and the guys that they're taking on, we still don't know. So we want someone that's prepared for anything. That's and good. if we can stress anything, folks, I mean, the APW shows are all very good. They're very if make, awesome. If you can make any of them, you have to do their holiday tribute shows. Their September 11th one was fantastic. The one they're about to have November 6th in Cleveland, I can guarantee you will be an amazing show. If you can't get to just but one this year, you better go to that one. So, I mean, we've got, you know, we're, we're pretty much booked out through the end of the year. So, I mean, you've got plenty of time. Our last show for the year will be December 11th. Uh, so once that one's done, we'll be back January, and we'll start it all over again. We'll see you in January Heck for the yeah. tactics for the. Uh, and I Red guess Games we'll uh, interview them tonight after their match and uh, get you and Rebel in here at the yeah, match after we'll y'all's to. victory tonight. So. Yeah, I mean, take that victory. We'll have Heck our yeah. nice little, you know. Then we got to sit down and we're gonna have to strategize against you know the Camachos because they know us, but we know them too. So. Yeah. But tonight, Zane and Shimbashi first. Well, I right. think y'all got it. We'll uh, head out of here. With, we'll yeah. get another yeah. interview. Show, man. All right. Well, thank you guys for having me. Oh, no so, problem. Thank right. you. Well, I hope everybody enjoyed that interview. Interview. That was Earthquake. He's a uh, trainee with APW Advanced Pro Wrestling. Check it out, guys. We went to the show last night. It was pretty good. We're going to start reporting more on the show. So uh, I can tell you more about it. I'm going to start following them more, giving you updates on what they're doing, where they're going to be at, and all that good stuff. So on the next episode, I'll be uh, updating APW more and these wrestlers and their names and everything. So go check, our, go check our show out, of course, if you have. You can hear our show on Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, anything. Right, Jackson? But not YouTube yet. Yeah, we don't have a YouTube channel yet, but we'll get one going. Uh, but I think that's it. Can you think of anything else? It was a good show last night. Did you like it? Tell everybody yeah. what your favorite part was. The favorite part was when um, favorite part was when um, when um, all the wrestlers came out to help Rebel. Yeah, cause that one guy was beating him with the chair. Yeah, and it's huge. Cause my cousin Jay was like talking trash about him, and then and then when started talking to him, and then he told me that he was really scared. Jerry's like, yeah, I better sit down before I get hurt. This guy's big. But, yes, we will keep better track of it and start keeping track of it more because it's a local uh, promotion, and uh, they're a good company. They put on a good show. We go by, behind, uh, behind the curtain and get to do these interviews and stuff, and they're letting us do it, and uh, I thank them for it, so... We're going to all benefit from this because we can get them out there and get the show out there. So I think it'll be a good combination. What do you think, Jackson? Mm -hmm. And one more good thing about that show was when, when Jackson like did his finisher almost right off the bat, and that's when he reversed and got him. Yeah, right in the cuckoo. But but I, I had I had to turn to the other guy. That guy, that guy actually did, did get to his best.
Yeah, he did. But we will uh, see y'all next time. This has been uh, what, Jackson? Wrestling 101 with Jackson. And who's the host with the most with the refried beans and the gravy beans? Jackson Booth, and this is your co-host. I was fixing to say dad. Stephen Booth, baby. The most recognizable voice in podcasting today. It's the American dream, baby. Jackson hates it when I... He likes my Macho Man impersonation better. Oh, yeah. Freak Freak out. Freak out. out. Oh, the cream always rises to the top, man. I like that better than... The proof is in the pudding. All right, guys. We are out of here. We'll uh, see y'all on episode 22. No, 21. Yeah, don't forget 21's going to have a soldier's interview and 22's going to have soldier and rebel. So keep listening. We'll have more interviews for you and uh, more AP news. Stay tuned. Bye.